what happens when the high achieving life you've been living starts to feel empty? When the narratives and stories you've told yourself fall away and the rules you believed no longer make sense. This was the case with Jessica Huey, who transformed her life from being a teen mom living in a council flat to a woman traveling the world, visiting places she'd never heard of and working as a successful publicist. And then a life-changing moment changed the course and directory of her life. Jessica is the author of the highly acclaimed book, Purpose, which has given birth to the Purpose community and retreats. I chat today with Jessica about welcoming in your purpose years, how we can figure out what our unique gifts are and how we can use those in our business. There's advice on morning intentions and evening clearings and what it means to not let your perceived success define you as you journey through this world with the right amount of curiosity and ambition for more personal growth and purpose. Please join me on this heartwarming episode of the Soul Inspiring Business Podcast with Jessica Huey. And it all starts now. I'm Kara and welcome to Soul Inspiring Business. I believe that all of us possess unique gifts and talents that allow us to serve the world and our own growth in the highest possible way. Our lives are an expression of our thoughts, beliefs, and actions. And here, we will explore businesses, thought leaders, and topics designed to inspire, helping propel your own growth so you can live your best and most purposeful life. Welcome to Soul Inspiring Business. Welcome back to the Soul Inspiring Business Podcast. Today, super excited to be joined with Jessica Huey. She is an entrepreneur who is really focused on helping people create transformation in their life and really bringing purpose-driven projects to life, sharing their unique gifts in the world and um, helping them through some unique processes, which we'll talk about today. And so, you know, one of the things that, that, I love talking about is how do we, you know, figure out what our unique gifts are, number one, and then how do we use those in our business to really create big impact? So I'm super excited for this conversation with Jessica today. So welcome. Welcome Thanks for Jessica. having me. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so tell us a little bit more about, you know, your story. I know that, um, how did you, how were you guided to this work? Without an agenda. Cara is the honest answer. You know, it was, it was, uh, it came through me and I, I'll explain what I mean by that, which, which was completely contrary to how I'd lived my life up until that point. Um, you know, I, I was a young, to give a bit of context, I was a very young mom. I became a mom when I was 17 and, um, you know, with no resource. And so I had a lot of, you know, it was a real sort of disappointment to, you know, my parents, it, understandably, it wasn't what they had planned for their daughter, who was supposed to be the first to go off to university. And I did, I was eventually, I did go. But I had a lot of shame and um, I had so much to prove. Mm. And I realized early on that kind of achieving, you know, the more I did, the more I achieved, the better I was received by people. And so soon enough, you know, my whole sense of self was defined by doing and achieving and output and doing pays dividends, right? So I went on to forge this very kind of successful, certainly in society's terms, career in media. And, you know, it transformed my life from 
a girl, a teen mom in a council flat to someone that was traveling around the world, seeing places I'd never heard of, you know, working with incredible clients, you know, completely different way of life. But a my underneath all of that sort of surface success, I was really struggling with myself, mm-hmm. um, completely workaholic. And that went on for a number of years until this kind of pivotal moment in my life in 2016, when for the first time I got present, you know, I'd been on this hamster wheel of constantly thinking about the next achievement and being celebrated as this story of triumph over tribulation, you know, winning awards and on all of these inspiring women lists. And, and so in some ways it became even more difficult to break out of that. And, uh, my dad was diagnosed with terminal cancer in 2016 was the first time I I got present. Um, and I started to feel grief really, you know, broke me open. And that was the beginning of the purpose years. <laughs> wow. Um, and I'm sure so many people can relate to that story, right? It's, um, and I, it, as you were talking, I was just thinking of my own self too, and how, you know, when you're, and I'm a firstborn, it sounds like, are you a, are you a firstborn as well? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, firstborn daughter, um, you know, and kind of like wanting to prove yourself in the world, wanting to, you know, just achieve and, and that, as you mentioned that cycle of, okay, well, when I do this though, people receive that well. So then you want to get more of that. Like there's a, there's a, you know, fulfillment in that. Um, and then it's hard, as you mentioned, it's hard to break out of that because your achievement, your ego to some degree is tied to this status and this level of achievement, right? Completely. And we have this whole, you know, internal drugstore, don't we, that's being fed by the hits that we get when we get that validation that would and should in many ways otherwise come from, you know, um, come from our own self, you know, come from our kind of inner umbilical cord back to ourself. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, for its time. And um, it was definitely that sense of, of presence that was the, 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 the fertile soil for me to start to, yeah, just discover who I really am and start to make choices from that space, you know. Hmm. So uh, that's so good. And, and I, I guess, what did that look like exactly for you? So you mentioned like it was your dad's diagnosis. And of course that brings you right there, right? Like right to the moment of presence, because in that moment, I imagine that's kind of the most important that takes over your world. Right. And you realize that at the end of the day, it's all about the connections and the relationships that matter most not necessarily the physical material world that we define ourselves by often, you know? Um, But what did that really look like for you? I mean, was it just, you know, was there a moment in that? Was it just weeks of kind of trying to, like, I, I just am curious what that looked like for you. Yeah. I mean, you said the word connection and it is, it's connect. It was, it was, it was, so it was the period of caring for my father at the end of his life and you know so so often we're taught not to feel you know we're taught not to to run away from uncomfortable feelings to to 
live in search of the good feel feelings, right? And to suppress or numb or dissociate from the more challenging feelings. And something about the, the nature of the relationship that I had with my father, which was very close, meant that rather than lean out or, or numb myself from this grief of, you know, the reality that this person I love so much was going to leave, certainly in body, I lent in. And there was something in leaning in that and really feeling feelings for the first time that put me in touch with all of the feelings that I hadn't been feeling throughout my life, which had been papered over by winning awards, by this superficial sense of, 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 of identity and enoughness. Mm-hmm. And suddenly that fell away. It was meaningless in that moment. It, you know, I'm grateful for it, of course. And, um, and yet only birth and death really bring you into as you said, presence with what's real, which is, is love. It's, and, and, and the inevitability of impermanence and connection, not just to each other and our, and our most important relationships, but to ourself and to, to the earth and to life. And suddenly that kind of fundamental spiritual truth was just there in my face, <laughs> in a, you know, right. in part. Right. I had never, I'd never given myself the space to, to ponder. So it was just who I thought I was, what I thought life was about, being broken open. Mm. And suddenly everything was up for questioning. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. And so then then what happened? So how did that then merge into the purpose years, right? So what did that exactly look like? And as you're thinking, wow, I'm sure there was a moment to some degree where you're like, all of that was there for a reason, right? You were meant to experience what you experienced for a reason, but like, what now? Now that this seems to hold less meaning, what do I do with that knowledge, right? Yeah, it was magic. It was a magic, raw, devastating, beautiful time, which is really life, right? Like the beauty is in the in the grief and the grief is in the, the beauty and... I, it was three days before my dad um, passed on transition that it was 3 a.m. and I was sitting upstairs in the spare room of, of the bedroom that had been my brother's when we were growing up. And, you know, my dad by this point is in this kind of comatose state of, med, you know, heavy pain medication. And uh, he can hear, but he can't communicate any longer. Mm. Uh, like a candlelight vigil to set the scene you know he's with a a night hospice carer who came to give us we were a small family so to give us a little reprieve just to nap and and I'm sitting upstairs and I just pick up the back of an envelope an envelope that's lying around and a pen and this sort of stream of consciousness just hits the envelope and I hadn't been thinking about let me write it will be cathartic or certainly wasn't thinking about writing a book (laughs) but this sort of pure stream of words sort of hit the page and yeah when I read it back it was just beautiful and um that eventually evolved into probably the most powerful part of my book purpose Mm. um so there, there was that moment but even before those conversations around books 
Whereas you can imagine my head came in and suddenly it was like, oh, the book I should write is a book about how to build an authentic personal brand because that's what people will expect from me. That makes sense sure. <laughs> for my career. Yeah. You know? And thankfully, thankfully, there was this other, and I actually got the book deal on that basis. And thankfully, my amazing publisher, Hay House, when I realized pretty quickly that the story that I wanted to tell had nothing to do with my career as a publicist mm-hmm. um, and was going to be quite surprising, if not shocking, to many people <laughs> um, and, and feel like coming out and, and, and have a vulnerability to it and, and set me on a different course in my life and certainly in my work, um, which was full of uncertainty. You know, it was the untrodden path and yet I felt you know, that piece, that writing, that story had so much more depth and power to it than this more safe, expected path. And so I chose to, to write a purpose and, and in allowing myself to really surrender to what was coming through me rather than clinging to the steering wheel of my life, things started to open up and things started to fall away too, which, which is, you know, let make no doubt about it. Uncomfortable, discombobulating, scary. Um, and is part of the journey to, you know, allowing ourselves to, yeah, to be lived through. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's when you were, I was like, tears were streaming down as you're talking about your dad and, you know, um, that experience and, um, the thought that even kind of came to mind, which, uh, you know, I'm sure you've probably thought about this, but like, you know, him in the room and him giving those insights to you as you're just kind of, you know, like, you know, what a beautiful moment in some ways to share that, like, he was part of that almost, um, in that moment of taking the piece of paper and, you know, writing like part of this next journey, right. Um, both because of what you'd been through, but then literally in the moment as he's passing on and you're rebirthing like death and rebirth and it all. Wow. So, um, wow. (laughs) Um, and so when you, what were the things that were, I guess when you say fell away, you know, what, what do you mean by that when you think? Yeah, it was a, a thank you for, for saying, for saying what you uh, just said is just that your uh, connection, <laughs> your connection to, 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 to my sharing feel, feels beautiful. So thank you for hearing me and seeing, mm-hmm. seeing that. What fell away was all the stuff that wasn't real, Cara, like just stories, the narratives that I had held on so tightly to, the rules. And suddenly I couldn't not listen anymore to myself. I'd been put in contact with myself for the first time. And, And it's funny, you know, writing as a child, I wrote, I wrote stories, writing was something that was my, you know, my safe place, my happy place mm-hmm. um, in a childhood, you know, and, and I'd fallen away from it. I went into media and my writing began to be much more contrived and had parameters. 
So you write as a publicist, mm-hmm. you write as a journalist, but there are there's an agenda. Mm-hmm. And what I rediscovered during that period was this removal of agenda and, and borders and the magic within that. Right. Um, that moment of that kind of pro- profound profound moment where I felt called to write that that just before dad passed on and then that evolving into my book it brought me back to a practice you know writing which had been fundamental to my you know my my wellness and my survival in many ways as a child in a challenging childhood you know writing was my happy place it was my safe place and it since you know that that moment of that 3am download was 2016. And I can't believe it's already, you know, six years on writing has remained something that's now fundamental to my morning and my evening practice. And I, I meet myself on the page and my entire life flows off, off the page, you know, from my choices, my dreams, my challenges, it's all worked out, you know, in, in a million journals. (laughs) You know, and I love that because I, um, I love to journal as well. And in fact, um, gosh, I'm sure, you know, what there was a, there's a stream of consciousness, um, the artist way. Have you done, heard that, you know, done that. So like I had done that, gosh, many, many years ago and I journal in the morning, not as much the evening, um, but the mornings are kind of my space for journaling. So I'm curious, like, what does that look like for you? Is it a, is it what you want to accomplish that day? Is it what you're manifesting into being? Like, what does that stream of consciousness look like for you? Yeah. So the, the morning is, uh, isn't, is about intention. Mm. Um, and the evening is really a clearing. So the evening is where I get to, (laughs) you know, completely. (laughs) Um, if there's been a particularly blurry incident or, or thing that's come up for me during the day, that's where I get to just let it go before I get into my, my sleep and my meditation. And um, whereas, so I so I go to sleep, clear, you know, cleared of that. I allow, I, I forgive myself. I let it go mm-hmm. um, if that's what's required. And then the morning is is more about um, how am I acknowledging myself. How am I showing up? What's my word of the day? And that might be discipline. It might be compassion. It might be mm-hmm. self-love. And then it's like, um, how am I going to love myself today? So there's one thing that I will do. And that could be, well, I'm going to have like an Epsom salt bath tonight, or I'm going to, you know, catch up with a friend on a Zoom. Mm. Yeah. So. Very cool. No, thanks for friend. sharing. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. Um, and I'm always just curious, yeah, what that like morning and evening practice looks like for people. Cause I think it's a powerful time of both intentionality and then reflection, you know? Um, so when you are, I guess who would be, who are the clients that you typically work with right now? Are they mostly entrepreneurs, people going through a life journey or a life change? How do people find your work typically is what you're, what you're seeing? They, they generally find me through the, the book mm-hmm. um, or engage with me through the retreat or the purpose retreat or my purpose academy, which is, um, is all, all about 
supporting purpose-driven small business owners in becoming more visible, but not just externally, but also to really come to powerfully see themselves and walk in that power and create, you know, create magic in there through their business. So it's a real mix. It, there is the, the sort of business side, but there are, there's also just the people that are very much on that path back to themselves, which has nothing yeah. to do with the business. It's at all. So it depends at, at which different touch point they engage. And, um, you know, community is so powerful that, that I'm, I, I've just, I'm just about to, to launch my purpose community, which is really for anybody who's engaged in either of whether it's business or they just want to be part of a community that holds the value of um, love, really, which is what it's about, it's who we are at our core as sacrosanct before or at all else, because I realize, I, I've realized that, you know, once when that is in place, it just makes everything else easier. It's, you know, whether it's collaborations in business or, or anything else, when there is that sense of self-responsibility and, you know, accountability and a commitment to, to justice and care and compassion, um, it's just easier to interact. <laughs> so, so it's right. great to have bring those people together and it's joyous. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. And I love, we'll talk a little bit about the retreat in a little bit too, because I want people to know about that um, as well. And you'll have to share, we'll share all of these in the show notes as well. So people know how to get in touch and be part of the community. Um, so for the business owners and entrepreneurs that you're working with, I'm curious, what would be just, and I know you've got a, a transformational visibility process that you help people through to kind of help them share their unique gifts in the world. But I'm curious if you could share maybe a snippet or somebody that maybe is feeling like they're not really sure what those gifts are, or they're not really sure how to use them Um do you have a process or something that you're typically helping them with or something that you can share on the podcast that might help them? Uh, uh, there's no three-step process. You know, there, there really isn't because we're all different. Um, and yet it depends where people are. So if, if they are, if you're in a space where you aren't, sure you aren't connected to what your unique gifts are um and you're listening and you're feeling frustrated then the first thing is i'd say you know congratulations because so many people are completely numbed out to their disconnection mm, <laughs> you know right. and they can go through entire lives never even you know having connected with that niggle of the, there must be more. So mm. just to be in a space where you're feeling like there's got to be more than this is, is, a, is really the invitation. That's the gateway. That's like mm. the starting point of the yellow brick road. And that's the space for exploration. That's where we get to go on this adventure of getting to, of remembering, remembering who we are and what lights us up and, you know, that can feel full of uncertainty and and yet that that's to be lent into. So mm. it's about, you know, I call it positively just disrupting your life by just taking yourself out of your typical environment and 
your typical conversations and, you know, walking a different way home from work and mm-hmm. trying that hobby and listening to that, you know, just, just, just breaking yourself out of your modus operandi and connecting, you know, this is where journaling is a really important or, or whatever your means connecting to yourself is, but, but journaling is powerful. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, and I think for people who have, are connected to their gifts, but, but perhaps aren't, um, you know, fully using them or, or in that kind of, um, what's the word when you're, you're not, um, procrastination. Oh, yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's where environment is so powerful. Like the people that we're around, you know, what we're consuming from the food to the, you know, the, the sound to the environment, like it's all going to either energetically take us in the direction towards ourselves, you know, or away from ourselves, and getting conscious about, um, just about that, you know, turning up the volume on our awareness around how we're impacted by what we're, we're taking in and deciding to nourish ourselves as best as possible. Um, I've found to be, you know, important in giving us the tools which we need to be courageous enough to start stepping into those gifts because the gifts are, you know, that that's always the, uh, we need to, we need to be brave. We need to be courageous. Like the safe route is to, and it's not about being employed or being self-employed at all, because we can absolutely activate our gifts as an employee within our workplace. Yes. But to step allow ourselves to be seen is an act of courage, you know, Mm. is an act of courage and being around other people doing that again, the power of the, of community will really strengthen our resolve, um, to do that. Yeah, no, I think that's so good. And I think that the idea, you know, I was talking with my business coach the other day and we were talking about this concept of like no stick, like, and what I mean by that is like not allowing the the opinions of others or like the news or just the media information that's kind of come to us to stick to us and to, and so like this concept of no stick, like, nope, I'm not going to allow that into my space right now because that's not for my highest good. And that's their fear. That's not, it doesn't need to be part of my reality, you know, just because that's true for them. It doesn't necessarily mean it's true for me, which is one of my favorite Louise Hayes sayings, um, you know, but, but yes, this idea that it's, I, I love too, that you said just the idea that you're exploring what are my gifts is is way far ahead of many people. And not that it's a, a race, but you know, just that you're having the courage to explore that should be celebrated. Um, yeah. And to not feel bad for not being somewhere else right now, but to celebrate where you are and that you're actually, you know, taking the steps towards this journey, right? And so um, I guess we'll, I know this has just been such a, a gift of a conversation so far. I'm curious, you know, what what advice would you give to an entrepreneur that's starting their business or, because sometimes there's also this idea of hustle versus flow, 
right? And sometimes it's, and I've had multiple conversations with entrepreneurs about like, what's the balance between like, when do you need to hustle? And when is it allowing things into being? And I've even kind of pondered that myself. Like sometimes I'm in like, okay, I've got to really get this stuff out. And sometimes I'm going to allow something in. So what's the, where's the balance that you see? Or how do you, if you were to say like, hustle versus attracting in what you need. Where do you see the balance in that? Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does completely. I'm still working it out, Cara. I mean, the I spent years in hustle mode. So, you know, completely masculine energy, um, push, push, push. And, and, and then the, you know, the more recent years have been much more about flow and allowing and I, I'm, I guess I'm in a place now of, of congruence and more balance than I've ever had, but it's an ongoing practice, mm-hmm. you know, it's an ongoing and, and also go of the idea of this elusive bat state of balance that we can ever maintain, you know, right. I, I just don't, I don't know. That. Yeah. And, and I'm being okay with that, that there are peaks and troughs and cycles, mm-hmm. you know, I think I've found the, um, sort of cyclical awareness has been game changing. It's one of the things that, you know, the sort of wisdom that I connected with, because when, you know, when I talked about those purpose years, which I think as much as my book is about purpose, I I, I see, I look at my clients and my community and I see their, their purpose years, which are the years really, you know, where they were coming back to themselves or they continue Mm -hmm. to come back to themselves. And, you know, uh, the, the, the focus is less outward and becomes more inward. Mm-hmm. And during like a hunger, you, you, you're, you're like, Oh my God, all the things that I held as true are actually not, this was conditioning. Right. <laughs> and suddenly you're, you're, you're discovering, you know, so yes. the thing around at the power of our cycle and the different times in our menstrual cycle, when we are most effective in external interaction and the times where it's it's the winter of our cycle and it's time for us to retreat and tap into our intuition and in on all of that plays much more of a uh, a role in how i shape my week now and my life yeah rather than this one mode of like go 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 right and then and- <laughs> right right yes when i think that's it's interesting to hear you say that because i think it is for me, what I, and it's a process, but it's seems to be unfolding in a way where it's a, it's really about the discernment that we have on, okay, when do I need to be in attracting mode? And when do I just need to like get, you know, this stuff, like get shit done, you know what I mean? And so there's understanding, like you said, kind of understanding the flow of where you are in that in the month, where you are with your own self, like when learning how to tune in and understanding when you need a day of rest and when you are just totally in the flow of it and you can just go, you know, and have like a 14 hour day, you know? Um, So, and kind of learning how to trust the intuition and guidance in that. Yeah. I'm being honest too, right? Because we can, we can BS ourselves big time. And it's like being able to see through our own excuses or, you know, my ego is like an incredible lawyer. You know, it can come up with incredible justification 
questions for why I should or shouldn't do something. Right. So having that kind of wiser part of myself see through that and then discern is, you know, is, is important. Yes. Yes. No, that's so, so good. Um, and is there, I know you talked about journaling as a big part of your practice and discernment and, and kind of, um, in the journey, is there another, an intuition playing a big role? Would you say that practice is kind of where you get that intuitive guidance and wisdom, or is there something else that you do or recommend your clients do to receive that guidance? meditation you know meditation and and it's just so powerful morning and evening and sometimes one of those will always be guided but it's 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 for me it's it's just increasingly creates more space for me to when those default stories and, and and thoughts come up the space created allows me to observe them and to to choose to be intentional about the thought that I want to entertain and whether or not it's aligned with the life I'm creating or, you know, a repetition of an old memory or an old way of being that I'm letting go of. Mm. And yeah, that that's a huge power that comes from meditating for me. And when you say guided meditation, is there a particular um, meditation that you're doing or that um, that you recommend others look like? Is there one? Do you have any that um, you do Um, or where do you get those just out of curiosity? Is there an app you're using? I love Insight Timer. I like Insight Timer and there are different, you know, different people on there. But right now, uh, Dr. Joe Spencer is 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 the man right mm. now you know okay doing um uh and it's a yeah it, it's it just aligns with the the space that i feel i i am in right now um but they're very powerful yeah mm-hmm. oh that's good because i you know and sometimes i'll ask about meditative practices because it can look so different for people, you know, different people. Um, and so I'm always curious in terms of what apps and what things they're using, um, to share with our listeners. Um, well, this has been again, so thankful to you for sharing your, your journey and, um, your work. And so tell us more about the retreat that you have coming up, because I believe you said it was coming up in, um, in January and Jamaica. So what, what does that look like and what's the intention going in for that retreat? So the, the, the purpose retreat is January 9th to 16th in Portland in Jamaica, which is, is the most beautiful part. Jamaica is beautiful. It's stunning. And it's a magical, magical place healing. But Portland is particularly, you know, they call it the third eye of the Island and it's it's a, primarily it's a space for people to get present and to remember to remember who they are and then from that place of remembering to make choices gently you know it's a, it's a real nourishing restorative week but with gentle support in questioning whether or not the choices that we're making in our life align with who we really are and what we truly deeply desire 
and then starting to gently plant seeds in the direction of the life that we want. So towards the end of the week, we start to, you know, be a little bit more practical, but it's still very, um, it's, it's gentle. It's not a, a, a seminar. It's not a conference. It's a retreat, mm. um, but it's so touching. So it's all, it's all, um, you know, beautiful, delicious, healthy food, daily yoga, but it's not just for yogis. We meet you where you are, um, you know, meditation and, and, and walking and waterfalls and hiking and a little bit of service just to bring us into that space of connection, you know, with each other. Um, yeah, it's magic. Mm, I love that you're incorporating the service piece into it. So you said, because it kind of cut out for a minute. So it was a half day of community service in, in the community, right? Oh, wow. I love that. Because I think at the end of the day, when we peel everything back, like I said, and you said in the beginning, it's really about connection and like, how can we, again, use our gifts in a way that create impact for other people. Um, And I think that business it's, I think sometimes gets a bad rap as being the hustle mode, right? Because we look at these big corporations, but really, you know, business can really bring beautiful things into being and give amazing opportunities for not only ourselves, but the people that we're serving. So I think that's, what's really beautiful about your mission in bringing people back to purpose and figuring out how they can share, you know, what their own soul gifts with the world in a powerful way. So thank you for this conversation. Thank you. Really enjoyed it. Yes, me too. Is there anything else, any other um, ways that if somebody wants to contact you, what are the best ways that they can be in touch? Social media, Instagram, um, Jessica underscore Huey underscore. And then the purpose community, the community, which is just for anybody who feels resonance in this, with this conversation and with these values, it's, uh, it's a really delicious space to be held accountable for remembering who you are and leaning into your dreams and uh, yeah, just a space to connect and be supported. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you again. So nice to talk to you and uh, please reach out to Jessica, um, especially about her purpose community and her retreat. And again, just thank you for the conversation and uh, allowing people to helping people give permission to themselves to start exploring this conversation for them. You're welcome. Loved being here with you today and would love to connect with you more over on Instagram. My handle is linked to the show notes, or you can just type in at Kara Chafin Donna Frio. And I have something special for you as a free gift, my dynamic life journal. This special book has the power to really help you live a soul inspired life. Go to free gift from Easy to remember free gift from Until next time, beautiful people, sending all my love.